Good morning, ladies. Surprise. I am not Sabrina Ferry. Uh, <laughs> oh, we appreciate all that very much, ladies. So I am Gailey Weinberg, and I'm excited that Sabrina has asked me to host this fine edition of Powerful Women Answering Questions 7, right? So we just want to do a quick reminder uh, that Sabrina began this Powerful Women Answering Q7 as a monthly podcast series to engage in empowering conversations with remarkable women. No pressure on Kelly and I today, but we'll, <laughs> we'll step up into that. And I see all of you smiling, and that is wonderful to see everybody. Uh, the program was originally launched by Sabrina in response to a request for a women-focused discussion dedicated to exploring experiences and wisdom of inspiring women, right, that have been through it all. And um, sincerely, I love the simplicity of the Q7. It's just seven thought-provoking questions, right, that guide each of these conversations. So I want to start by thanking the women Thank you, thank you, thank you, who have already participated this year. We've had the privilege of hearing, right, uh, from Marcy and Elena and Jean and Laura and Rachel. I think I have everybody on there. Uh, what wonderful conversations. And I encourage us, uh, if we haven't listened to them, to go back and listen. Just a fantastic uh, experience to hear what people learned, and how they move forward. So all of that brings me to the fabulous Kelly. Uh, I think that almost everybody probably on this call knows Kelly, but I'm going to go ahead and introduce this extraordinary woman, Kelly Capolino. And I can tell you from personal experience uh, that Kelly is the real real estate deal. Um, a respected top producer, right? And certainly a tireless advocate for her clients. I had the pleasure and privilege last night of doing a little research uh, and finding out even more. And everyone is going to really fall in love with what we're going to hear today from Kelly and the message that she's going to give us. Kind and generous. Kelly is a committed philanthropist as well as a dedicated community leader. Uh, thank you for all the work that you do, seen and unseen. Kelly, thank you. Welcome. So let's dig in. Welcome, Kelly. And for anybody who's uh, straggling, uh, we want to thank you for being here or if you're streaming later. Um, give us a little bit of a background, Kelly, where you're from, where you work, how long you've been in real estate, your business goals this year. And the most important question of the day, everything I learned about you last night, uh, besides what I had already known, inspired me so much. Hey, do you want to be president of NAR? No, not at all. 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 Okay. No, so I was asked to be part of the legal committee in our in our board, which I really didn't want to do because I do not enjoy uh, board activities. I don't go to any of the activities, but an attorney that I work with said, we really need some smart people because next year is contracts. I said, well, thanks for calling me smart. Anyhow, I'm <laughs> Kelly Capolino. I live in sunny Naples, Florida. Uh, this is my 27th year in Naples and my 27th year in real estate. 
I actually am a New Yorker born and bred. That's where I grew up. So I still have my mindset, a New York mindset. We're going to get it done in a New York minute. So that's me. Just Kelly gets her, gets it done, get her done kind of thing. That's me. Um, this year I won't do my units, but I'll make a hell of a lot of money. So that's good. And uh, which would have been equal to my units uh, that I should have had this year, but but we're right on track. I mean, we're right on track. My goal is every week uh, to satisfy my giving, which is my philanthropy goal, and my trip goal, three trips a year, is to get two signed contracts a week, whatever it is. It could be a pending, it could be a listing, it could be a buyer. I just want, I want two signatures, just two signatures every week. That's my thing. And that's my mindset now, since I've been in the business so many years, you know, that's all I want every week. So that's an interesting point. And I'll just ask you a little deeper question because I know it's important to people uh, as the market right continues as it always does to change. Um, when you say two signatures a week, Kelly, would you include a price improvement, a price reduction as a signature in that? Oh, but that's not a bad idea. No, I think that's cheating. That's cheating. Okay, so we understand that we're really looking for something that is a listing signed, a listing sold. Uh, what about a buyer broker agreement? Would you buyer consider broker, that? Yeah. That would work. I mean, that would work now that we're changing into that area. Yes. Excellent. Very good. Ladies, I know that we're already writing notes. I can see all of you. We appreciate that you see the value of the interview. So Kelly, if you have an average day, right? Average. And it's hard for me when I was practicing and preparing for everybody last night to use the word average when I'm looking at you, because uh, it doesn't make sense. It's not an alignment. But let's say you're having an average day. What does it look like? Well, my well, I do have my mornings are 100% average. Okay, so and a lot of people on this call who have met me, they know my mornings. Uh, before everybody started doing that morning routine book, whatever that book is, I already did that. So and I brought some visual aids so you'll see where I go. So every morning I do this book, which I don't know if you can see. Why don't you read to us what the title is? It's hard to see. So the, the book is Living Well One Line a Day. And what it is, is is a tiny little line a day for each day. So I start my morning um, and I write a note um, of how the morning started. But I go back and write how yesterday ended. Okay, so everybody listen carefully. Kelly, say that again to us, please. So, for example, today's Wednesday, right? So I, I write, I'm, I'll be transparent with you. So I wrote, okay, sleep at 2 a.m., foot cramps, question marks with a funny face. Like what, you know, basically what the hell is that all about? <laughs> so that that's basically what happened. And I didn't choose to write it again this morning, you know, the rest of it this morning. But um and then, then today is that's it. But tomorrow morning, I will write how the morning starts, and then I will write tomorrow morning how today went. You know, for example, yesterday, um, good day follow up, great listing appointment, feeling accomplished, um, uh, fab networking meeting, just fun meeting great people, good stuff. That was it. You know, it just depends how my what I feel. That's how yesterday ended. Then I do a ladies devotional every day, which is really cool. So it's a Bible study and it, you know, it's just a, I do that every day, it has a word, you know, that. And then I watch uh, YouTube, I'll watch a little Grace for Purpose or Above Inspiration. 
And then I'll watch a snippet of some of the preachers that I follow. And with all of that, I'm always taking notes. I just love to take notes. I'm a note taker. And then I have my Bible next to me. So if the, if the preacher says something that's really interesting, I go and I write it in my Bible and find it. So that's my morning. I mean, and, and like you said, if my morning doesn't start right, I could tell the rest of the day is going to be shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my morning routine. And it was interesting because we were talking before the call and I see everybody smiling and nodding that that uh, time is actually in your schedule, right? That's starting the day and your assistant sees that. Yeah. My assistant it's on, it's actually on my phone. So I've got a new assistant. So the new assistant, when she looked at our calendar in our, in our office, it says da- daily God direction, you know, so, and that's at 5 a.m. So she, she saw, you know, what my life is all about right away. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting to begin the day, right? So if there are, as you go through the day, obstacles, what would you say is the biggest obstacle that you face? Well, distractions like everybody else, but for me, more than that, the distractions are helping others too much and not saying no, because I just have a servant giver heart. So it's for everything. It's like my clients, like they need a plumber. I find the plumber and it's me separating myself and and, and telling my assistant, she finds the plumber, you know, and she follows up with the plumber, you know, rather than me doing it. And the same thing, me helping others off hours, like during my work hours, which I don't want to do. You know, I have a friend that's that's sight impaired and she knows, she goes, I know I can't ask you to help me in the morning, but can you help me in the afternoon? You know, my biggest thing is helping others and I see a need and that's my biggest obstacle. I think I, for my business, I say it's a benefit to be a good person and a giver, but it's an obstacle for my business that I just, I'm a giver and a server. That's it. So, right. So, I'm sure everybody is thinking, give, 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 uh, which is a wonderful, right, uh, opportunity to be of service, right, and help other people. Um, how do you say no in that moment, though? Do you delay something so you can be of service, or what is that? Because if we're in the habit of saying yes, how can we improve on that? What do you suggest? Well, I had a good friend um, who actually, I mean, maybe maybe it's more like 10 years. I, I li- literally had to learn how to say no. So what I do is I really evaluate and I start to teach the people around me that my mornings are work mornings. So, you know, if you start to educate the people around you, then they listen. Like even your assistant, you know, you she has to tell me not to get involved. I got it. I got the plumber. I got the, the phone <laughs> You know, and it's a new assistant. And I think it's important that we have to set up, we have to set up our parameters. If we set up our parameters, then we just educate the people around us. And then we have to stay in tune with saying no and knowing that no is okay. Um, You know, being single, I had to learn that my singleness is a household. Sometimes when you're single, you don't realize that you are a household and you have to take care of your house first. It's biblical. You have to take care of your house first and then you take care of others. So if I don't learn, you know, if I'm not creating an income, I can't help others. And I'll be transparent um, on this call because it helps other women. 
you know, during the recession when we couldn't put two, you know, two deals together in Naples, Florida, because of being a, you know, a, a receiving state for retirees, a lot of uh, situations in second and third homes, there was a lot of need. So I was out doing more need work than I was work work, in income work. And I had to learn to say no. I had to learn to take care of my home first. And I've done a huge, amazing comeback that I've been able to, you know, help the Andre Pacelli Foundation, all these other foundations and not worry, which is, it's amazing to be able to write a check and not have to worry. You know, it's just, it's great. And be able to physically go do something after hours and help. So that really leads to how do you manage your time? And that idea of a household, whether the, it's filled, whether it's a single, and keeping your side of the street right clean first, right? Having to monetize life, family, work, social. How do you manage your time? Well, I calendar everything. Everything's on a paper calendar, like the old-fashioned at a glance, but and my phone. And I am 100% transparent to my assistant. She sees when I go to the gym. She sees when I have a doctor appointment. She will see if I'm going to get lashes done. I'm going on a trip. It's 100% transparent. Um, and I clearly tell other people in my life. You know, I tell them that, you know, the mornings of her work. And I find out that the ones who really know me and love me, they won't ask me to do morning activities during Monday through Friday. Like they just know, they just know, you know, and I don't work weekends very, very rarely. It's only if a person can't work, you know, can't be with me on Monday through uh, Friday. Um, I made an error Somewhere during COVID, I started working on Sundays when I never worked for Sundays, forever. I never worked Sundays. But I think it was during COVID, just being accommodating to people. So I went back the beginning of this year. I, I woke up one day and said, why am I working Sundays? So I decided no Sundays. Uh, I will only work Sundays if it's a particular client that really can't do anything differently. For example, this week, I educated a family that was was for a senior, and I and they said, "Well, we can meet on on after work at six, or we can meet on a Sunday, Kelly, because family members had to be there." And I said, "You know, in my experience, seniors are better during the day. You know, six o'clock is not a good time for seniors." So I met them at the church on Sunday, and they were so appreciative that I thought about that. You know, and I felt good too. I didn't want to struggle with the senior at in late hours, because in my experience, they do better, you know, early in the day. So it, it helped both of us. Um, but that's my schedule. Yeah, yeah I think that um, what we're hearing is really the communication with people about what your schedule is. Uh, mm -hmm. As you're training people, including your assistant, how to treat you, uh, which, of course, we've heard. And you know, it's funny you say that because years ago, my dad's passed away now, but many, many years ago, he would not call me till 1031 because that was the years that I would, at 1031, and I and that's what I would tell everybody, hey, if my dad can wait to call me till 1031, you can wait to call me to 1031, you know? And he goes, how'd the morning go, Kel? You know, but he would never call me before 1030. He knew it. It's crazy because he knew I was on the phone making money, smiling and dialing. Right, smile dial and make a pile, right? Exactly. So, um, and, and we see everybody smiling and we appreciate that so much. Um, Kelly, 
be a little more specific for us. So is there a certain time that you end your day lights out and a certain time that you have feet on the floor in the morning? Is there time blocking in this? And as you just said, and thanks for bringing your dad into the call uh, so that at 1030, then you're having some open time, if you will. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I do my morning uh, my morning routine and then I work out or walk right now because on my ankle, I wasn't doing it lately, but that I'll come back. Uh, 7.30 role play, 100%. I'm never off a role play. Um, Eight o'clock affirmations. I've been doing that for, I don't know. I have to ask Diana, probably for more than 10 years, we've been doing eight o'clock affirmations. 8.30, I'm prepping for the day. And the goal is to be on the phone at nine o'clock. It used to be until 10.30, but the market's changed. I'm going to pushing it to till 12. I just keep calling, calling, doing research, you know, do a research and a phone call. Um, and then at 12 o'clock, I have an admin call. My admin and I speak. That's when we speak at 12 o'clock. And then the afternoons would be, you know, two appointments. I am trying to get back to, uh, you know, six o'clock. That's it. Six o'clock. I'm on my way home. Wherever I am, I'm on my way home. That's what I've been working on. And it's just a little bit of a mindset shift after COVID, things happen, so it's, but it's working. It's working really well. We appreciate it. Uh, the specifics of that, um, the simplicity of that, which I hope everybody is getting from this call. This is not complicated. It's no. about, right, Cal, it, it's really about how you choose. Yeah. And. Um, uh, you know, my mastermind group, one of my mastermind groups, I convinced them that it was a good thing for the end of the year for us to read the five second rule book again, you know, five, four, three, two, one. Yep. And yeah, one of the things that she's to get boosted up for the new year, you know, and one of the things that she had talked about scheduling and it just funny this week, I read that section and she said, choose your end time for the day. Choose your end time, even before you schedule the rest of your day choose your, what time am I stopping work today? And it's, I mean, I loved it. It just reinforced what I've been trying to work on. So it's good. You know, share it with you guys. Very good. And thank you for sharing that. You know, something that we learn all the time and uh, one of my mentors and coaches, right, that we all know taught me about you're not born a winner and you're not born a loser. You're born a chooser. Yeah. Uh, so let's choose right. Um, which leads us to our next question. When do you, excuse me, please. What do you do when you are angry or overwhelmed? What do you choose in those moments? I don't think I really get angry, but if I really get angry, you've got to watch out because I'm Cuban and Italian. So just don't go there. Just, you know, and it's, it's, and if I get really angry, it's like once a year. And, but I don't, like I said, you, you don't want to go there Cuban and Italian. Um, I'm pretty, a pretty positive person all the time, but overwhelmed is something that can happen. And, and that'll happen to me if something goes wrong, that overwhelms me. I had something go wrong on a charity event early this morning. It's just like, how did, could it go wrong? I, I sent out all the right notices. I, and then I feel, I feel bad that it didn't happen. So it's more of a responsibility situation. And I could use it as an exact example. I just take a deep breath. And I evaluate what could be the worst case. And then sometimes if I feel this situation's anger overwhelmed, you dial a friend, you know, and I'll dial like Sophia Marshall and, you know, somebody in MFO, somebody that 
you know, gets what we do um, in life and is a positive person. I don't call other people. You know, I'll call somebody like a Sophia Marshall. Thanks, Sophia. Hey, there we go. Yeah, and I think that those techniques, right, that Kelly just laid out for us, um, that deep breath and then, right, what's the worst thing that could happen? I, I know none of the, none of us ever watch the news on this right uh, podcast. There's things that could happen, but but really, like in this case, and and what's the worst that could happen? And then finally, that number three, dial a friend, dial a friend. Wow, how fantastic is that? Which really brings us into this whole kind of mindset idea. Um, tell us. How do you strengthen your mindset? Have you created and then maintained this kind of mindset? Ah, go ahead. You know, my, my AM, the YouTube and all that. And it's, you know, years ago, it's funny. I don't know if a lot of people on this call, on the Zoom will think about it. But years ago, preachers used to say, if, I, if, you, show me your, if you show me your checkbook, you'll show me who you are. I firmly believe if you show me your YouTube or you show me your phone, you'll show, you'll tell me who you are. And if you were to look at my YouTube, you'll see that it's just all uplifting. It's moving in the right direction. It's, you know, this is what I do. It's, you know, the routine, the masterminds, um, books, you know, reading good books. I mean, I want to share this book with everybody. Unreasonable oh. Hospitality. Um, best book I've read in a really long time. It's has nothing to do with real estate and it's just amazing. But those are the kind of things that keep my mindset going. Um, and I just try to do it as much as, and the right people, being with the right people. You know, like really using our mastermind people, using the friends that we meet at MFO. I think that's how I keep my mindset up. Yeah, the environment and it, everybody can just see Kelly. I mean, she's just glowing. I mean, this is, is what we're looking for. And yeah, that um, book, uh, let's hold that up again for a quick second for everybody to see, because this gentleman uh, will, I mean, he came from the restaurant world. I mean, this is not uh, particularly to an industry, but but read us, what is the subtitle there? What does he say? The, yeah. the name of the book is Unreasonable Hospitality. And the subtitle is The Remarkable Power of Giving People More Than They Expect. And that's what I, that's what I want to do because I'm a giver and a server just in life, and and you know it's just doing the best. I mean, it's like you know I always think, you know, people donate things to charity. Well, would you donate that if you had to wear it? <laughs> think about it. You know, it's that's your time. I mean, you, when you give your time to somebody, you give your energy to somebody. You know, it's as though you're doing it for yourself. You know, the golden rule, and that's it. So. Yeah, fantastic. So I know we're ticking time here, but I have a personal question that I would uh, love to get your answer on because I know sure. that you have um, established uh, and created some of these things, these organizations, uh, right, that really help people. And it's so inspiring. Yes, we can uh, participate in things that are already established. Tell us just a little bit about like the Diamond Volunteer Program and your work with the Boys and Girls Club. Tell just a little bit of that, if you would inspire us, please. Well, the, the Diamond Volunteer Club is I came up with an idea with, with a friend of mine. Um, 
I honored uh, volunteers and I would throw a little cocktail party. I honored 31 different uh, non-for-profits in Naples and I would provide the PR and a little cocktail party. And when I first starting it, started it more than 10 years ago, I did it myself. I would prepare all the cocktail items and everything else myself, but um, it just gives them a venue and it's not about me. It's about them. And I pay for the PR and everything. And it's just over the years, it just, I've learned about all these really wonderful organizations and you give them a, you know, a lift up, a boost up boys and girls club. Um, I helped uh, spearhead some mentoring programs, really life skills, <laughs> some life skills, meaning, you know, like interview processes and things like that. You know, I would, I would come in like a hoochie mama and show them that's not the way you go into a, an interview <laughs> and everything. And then I come in with the same outfit, but with proper shoes, proper earrings, not as much makeup, you know, proper bra, you know, just dress properly. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, things like that is what I got involved in. Right. So I know ladies were all inspired because we all have these skills and maybe we just take them for granted, but, but some people don't. And again, part of the inspiring and empowering goal that we have today for Kelly and I, and thank you, Sabrina, for the opportunity is to take it and pay it forward, right? What can we do? What, what's one thing, right? That we could do, uh, like Kelly's been doing right, uh, in the business, right. In personal, in the community, um, the thinking outside the box seminar, tell us what that is. Oh, that was, it was like the sold out free event. And that would be, we'd invite non-for-profits and we've had five speakers of what, you know, things that they should do. And I always did the obvious. I was like the, the donor, the volunteer, the, you know, the attendee, the obvious things that they forget, they forget that they should, they need to thank the volunteer and they need to think that, you know, the person that only could volunteer for years, and this is a true fact, one day inherited multi-million dollars and donated a million dollars to a charity. You know, I mean, and and we ladies, the same thing. I mean, we can die and, and donate millions of dollars and, you know, we can, you know, you have to thank the people, everybody gets thanked. You know, the waiter or waitress gets thanked. Everybody who's at your benefits get thanked. Um, not just the big donor that gave you excessive amounts of money. So I would teach that kind of program. And I tell other people on marketing and things like that. So it was really good. It was a great program. You know, thank you, Kelly. That thinking outside of the box, I just wrote down, I need to work on thanking outside of the box. Yeah. Um, just fantastic. And finally, as we wrap up for today, and we appreciate everybody being here, um, what is one piece of advice overall that you would give this great group? Well, I thought about this a lot and it, I think what it was is, you know, nobody really cares about you. Nobody really cares about me. In all honesty, nobody really cares about us. So we have to have a meeting with ourselves and we really have to identify what's really important to us. And I have been choosing for years to do what Matthew Ferry gave us was the seven equities, creating my life and what do you want and create that list because people who want to interrupt my my schedule, let's say in the morning, they don't care if I go on seven if, if I go on three trips a year and want to donate a continued amount of money monthly to charities. You know, they don't care. They don't know they're interrupting me. 
you know? And so I think we all have to acknowledge that nobody really cares about us, honestly. And I would encourage everybody to do the seven equity questions and really create your life um, and, and your big picture where you want, because it's really, it's worked for me. I mean, it's now I literally just work for my charities and for my trips. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, just fantastic um, to be able to really understand um, the most important thing, like you've been talking about over and over again, is giving, right? And the ability to lean on people uh, as you've made, right, the support and everybody is nodding. Uh, and also understand that there's a certain business uh, acumen that has to happen to complete that circle. Am I hearing that correctly, Cal? Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's hard because, you know, when you're a server or an expressive person like me, it's hard because you just want to give, give, give. But then you realize that nobody really cares. Nobody cares. You know, real, even your friends. Come on, let's be honest. Everybody's all about them. And I just tend to be a person that's all about everybody else because that's just who God made me. So I had to realize, I had to pull that in and I had to realize, you know, what do I really want? What are my seven equities? And go after them and keep that as my priorities. So if anybody wants that document, just ask me and I'll send it to you. It's great. Very good. And we appreciate that so much. And I know we're out of time. Uh, I'm speaking for the entire group. Thank you, Kelly Capolino. We appreciate you. Uh, the lessons for today. Thank you, Sabrina. And thank you, ladies, for your generosity. Bye-bye now. Thank you.